0: What's Shaking Fire Nation? JLD here and welcome to episode 1949 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. And today we're chatting with the one, the only Chris Ducker. Chris, are you prepared to ignite?
1: Oh, John, I am so, so prepared. To, I'm I'm so prepared to ignite. (laughs) I'm more excited about igniting than I am seeing what Big Ben looks like after his current makeover. Oh, yes, let's do
0: man, I love this. Chris Fire Nation, as if you don't know, is a serial entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author of the bestseller, Virtual Freedom. He's originally from the UK, but he's lived in the Philippines for 15 years, where he hosts the annual Tropical Think Tank Mastermind event, which I was able to speak at twice, and has founded several businesses, which combined to house over 450 full-time employees. He's a popular business blogger and podcaster at chrisducker.com. And he's the founder of the personal branding business community, upreneur.com. Chris, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that incredibly short intro and give us a glimpse of your personal life.
1: It does need an update. It needs an update, a little update. I asked so, you before. You said no. It was good. I know you did, and, then, and I thought it was good. And I'm like, yeah, it's great. But then, but then I realised. <laughs> talking, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, you know, first and foremost, uh, you know, the new book is out, Rise of the Upana, which right. I know we're going to talk about today. Totally. Um, and and as you know, Tropical Think Tank actually is no more. No we kind of closed those doors um, in March 2017 to make way for the now annual Youpana Summit, which takes place in London every November. And you know this, you know this, (laughs) because you were the opening keynote at the first ever Youpana Summit last November in London. And you absolutely crushed it, brother. You crushed it.
0: Well, a couple of things. Number one, I was so honored to be asked to be the opening keynote. And of course, it felt even better that uh, your best friend, Pat Flynn, was a closing keynote. So just... To know that, you know, I was able to open and Pat was able to close this incredible event. And, uh, you know, thank you for saying that I crushed it. I will say I felt incredibly good um, about the talk. I really just loved the entire event because, man, you just picked the venue. I mean, we were in the shadows of Westminster Abbey and everything about it was a 10. Fire Nation, if you're listening now... You better be getting on the next event because it's in downtown London. It's just epic, Chris. Do we have any details about that one yet?
1: It's going to be November three and four, two thousand eighteen. Uh, it's the same venue, the Queen oh, Elizabeth the best, yeah, Convention yeah. Center. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. I have to be honest with you. I mean, like that was a huge, huge dream of mine to put on a big event like that. You got that. choked up. Uh, I did. Right at the end, I choked up for the first time in my life, actually, yeah, on stage. It. And as you know, I've done a lot of speaking and I've never, ever <laughs> choked up like that. Um, I mean, we're not talking, you know, copious amounts of man tears nah, or anything no like that. But I mean, we, we you know, I had to kind of just gather myself a little bit. Come on, duck it. You're British. <laughs> Come on, stiff stiff upper lip and all that sort of thing, you know. Um, but it, I mean, but you know, I had a lot of people afterwards say, you know, it was, it was good that you choked up. It showed us yeah. that you. you Give a damn, you know, you care about it. So but no, I mean, like to be able to do it, particularly at that venue. I mean, we're talking about the Queen Elizabeth II Convention Center. I mean, anybody knows I'm a very, very proud Brit uh, right next to Westminster Abbey, literally adjacent to Big Ben and the Houses of Parliament. I mean, you can't get any better. And I remember the night before the event when we were doing a pre-registration for the attendees, um, I walked around the corner from from one of the side streets, and I saw the Uprano Summit flags oh. flapping around on about eight or so poles so outside good. the building. I mean, they're Union Jacks, but they've got the un, you know they've got the Upana Summit logo right. in the middle there. And I, I I just I was very 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 proud. Probably probably one of the proudest moments of my career just to see those flags flapping around outside Westminster Abbey like that it was cool.
0: Foundation, this is an idea that. Came from Chris. You know, I mean, he sat back, he thought about it, he had an aha moment and he brought it to life and everything that he saw from the speakers to the flag, to the attendees, to everything in between, like it was all created by him because he said, you know what? I'm an entrepreneur. You know what? I'm a youpreneur. And he stepped up and he made it happen. And of course, you recognize his voice because he has been on five, count them, five. He's a first five Pete on EO Fire. He was episode 86, 519, 1202, 1764, and now 1949. Chris, how does it be to how does it feel
1: to be a five timer? Oh, it's great.
0: How good is that?
1: <laughs> I mean, to, to the, I know you've probably got like a handful of like four timers. So a to be all of them is fantastic. I don't know who they are. Very few. Uh, very but, few. Uh, is is I, I, but I need to know. Have I beaten Pat? Is Pat yeah, won?
0: Pat's only four. Yes, take it in the face, Flynn. <laughs> take it in the yes. face, Flynn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's great. No, it's it's a privilege um. to come back. I, and I will tell you why, because you know one of the one of the things I say about you a lot when I when your name comes up in conversation, which is very regularly, I say, you know what? He's one of my best friends on the planet. Mm, but above and beyond him. all of that, above and beyond all of that, though, dude, seriously, you know your job. Like, you know how to interview people. You know how to get the most out of them on this show. And it's, you know, that's testament to, you know, why this show is still around after all these years. A lot of business podcasts, as you know, come and go quite quickly. It's hard to stand the test of time. And it's even harder when you're doing it every bloody day. (laughs) I still think you're a madman. I know you do. You're a true man. I mean, every time we hang out, I'm like, you, you, you cannot do this forever. And you're like, it's yes, like, oh, good luck to you. You're a you're a bigger man than I am, Dumas. You're a bigger man. Than well,
0: all good things do come to an end, and uh entrepreneurs on fire will definitely be one of those things. Um, but the reality is, here we sit today, we're having a blast, and. I don't know. I I just want to talk about what a youpreneur is because I know that I'm one. I know that you're one. But how would you, the creator of this word, define that?
1: Good question. So, I mean, a youpreneur is ultimately somebody who builds a business, a profitable, flourishing business based around them, their personality, their experience, obviously, and the people that they want to serve. That's it. In, In the very kind of smallest of definitions that I can that I can put together. Um, but I mean ultimately it's it's a personal brand entrepreneur. I mean this is not a new thing. It's a new term that I coined in what 2014. Yeah. Uh, we we opened the doors for the Upina community in 2015. Um, but you know, it's a new term. It's a term that I think describes it very, very well. Um, but You know, the idea of of personal brand business has been around for a while and it's really come into its own, I think, in the last five to 10 years with the advent of the Internet and opening up all these different opportunities and angles and platforms for people to build their brands as individuals. Um, And I think a lot of people just didn't see this coming like as a genuine profitable business model Um, and. Now they're kind of wishing that they did because, you know, they're sort of having to get started and building the personal brand and getting it out there as a viable business option. And so that's why I wrote Rise of the Youpreneur, because I've been doing it for eight, ten years now. I'm really solidly eight years online. Um, I'm celebrating this month, actually, uh, eight years of blogging and podcasting. So, yeah, clearly I'm a sucker for punishment. I started both (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) <clears throat> didn't I? Didn't I? Didn't stagger that one out? You know, but I mean, it's it, this is the time for upeners to rise up. Hence the title of the book. Uh, it's a call to action. It's a movement, and everything that I've been doing in the last, you know, two and a half, three years with this brand has come to this moment with this book coming out for it to be available, you know, en masse, for for a better term, and to hopefully try and, you know. Uh, change a whole bunch of lives in the process.
0: Well, I remember so clearly when you launched the book Virtual Freedom at Tropical Think Tank, which went on to become a bestseller. And, you know, those numbers, I mean, they just keep going up and up and up. The last time you shared with me, I was like, are you serious? And it's just insane to see the reach of that book. And, you know, here comes the rise of the youpreneur. This is, you know, your next, you know, what will become a absolute bestseller. And, you know, for one, you know, here we are, we're talking right now, and I think the book is live, but what's the specific date the book will be live?
1: So February 20, 2018 onwards, you'll be able to get it pretty much everywhere. Uh, this is the funny thing. When I look at my royalty statements for virtual freedom, I always look at where the sales are taking yeah. place. Uh, and And I started to look at that even more so, actually, when we were planning Rise of the Youpreneur because this is actually self-published. This is independently published. This is not via a traditional publishing house like Virtual Freedom was. And so I was a little concerned whether or not the distribution of a self-published book, or or sometimes, sometimes the lack thereof of it, um, would affect sales. So I looked at my, I think maybe around the middle of last year, when the book was basically done, it was already being designed. And I thought, you know what, let's see whether this is going to affect me sales-wise or what. I looked at my royalty statements for the last couple of years on virtual freedom, and 80, on average, 83% of all copies of virtual freedom have been purchased on an Amazon website. Wow, eighty-three percent. So I instantly was like, "Well, hell, I don't even need to be in the bookstores. <laughs> no big deal." <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, but with that being said, though, you know, and we're not we're not necessarily talking self-publishing here mm. today, but um, something that is quite interesting: the, the model has changed a hell of a lot over the last couple of years. Uh, and I was of the mindset of, "Well, you can't." You can't get a self-published book into, say, Barnes and Noble or other independent bookstores, but you can nowadays. And so you use one platform which is called Create Space, which is Amazon's kind of self-publishing imprint for everything on Amazon uh, across the board. They've got printing houses all over the world, obviously. And then you use another company called Ingram Spark, which is the company we've chosen to team up with to get yourself onto BarnesandNoble.com and into Barnes and Noble stores. If your sales are good enough, they'll slam it in the stores, obviously. They're not just going to put it in there straight away. So, you know, it, it becomes kind of a little bit of a mission now for me to get my community activated and say, hey, you know, don't order, you know, this book from Amazon. And and I'm not talking about Everybody, I'm talking about my community, my, you know, seven 800 people inside of the Upino community, don't get it on Amazon, get it on Barnes and Noble, buy a couple of copies and that way we'll get straight into the stores. So there's all these little ninja things going on behind <laughs> the scene that I didn't know. Why do we call it a ninja? Come on. Let, that's a, that's a, a good tip. question. <laughs> I know. I've got a ninja tip for you. I mean, ninjas are just, they're funny. I mean, like I laugh at them whenever I see them. I don't understand... Like, I don't know where that came from. But anyway, there's the ninja tip. There's a lot of different things going on in the background. And it's like, um, this is exciting. Like, at at this time in my career, to be doing something like this is huge. I actually think this book ultimately will become a business all on its own. Totally. I mean, once we get into international rights and the audio book comes out in a few months and all this sort of type of stuff, I think, uh, you know, and as as the fact that I'm self-publishing it, obviously I make the lion's share of of the uh, the royalties compared to a traditional book where you know, you, you hardly make anything at all.
0: <laughs> well, Fire Nation, if you're listening to this episode, the day that it went live, it's February 21st of 2018. So the book is live e- everywhere. Oh, good. Yeah.
1: Good timing.
0: Good timing. You know, I think I think we talked about this. And of course, you know... <laughs> Being one of my best friends, I'm gonna take care of you. So here we are chatting the day after the book went live. And so it's available everywhere. You can take action right now, Fire Nation. And one thing that I kind of want to talk about, Chris, because this is something that you've done so well for so long, is you know, being authentic. Because being authentic, it is tough. And so share some tactics with us. So you, you definitely go into deeper dives within Rise of the Upreneur, but share some tactics here. With how do we find the right target audience, the right avatar, while at the same time actually remaining authentic to who we are?
1: Yeah, I mean, that comes down to self-awareness, I think, more than anything else. You know, being very, very self-aware in terms of who you are, uh, what you want to be known for, and, you know, how you can help people the most. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a really, really big fan of what I call marketing like a magnet, So, you know, the the kind of the little rhyme that goes along with that is that you attract the best and repel the the rest, rest. the rest. And so I don't want to be surrounded by people that don't like me or my vibe, you know, or don't appreciate it or don't need it. I want to be surrounded. I want to do business with people that do like me, um, that do appreciate my vibe. And, you know, I'm I'm different just like you are to Mm -hmm. everyone else. In the industry, and so what I want to try and do is I, I I try to be my very very original, unique, authentic self at all times, and that means being very very aware of what I'm good at and what I suck at. And for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's hard to come up with that second list. It's easy to come up with what I call the flatter yourself list, right? <laughs> There's actually the Upreneur self-awareness test inside the beginning of the book because it's very important to get that set yeah. up straight way, right? But and then, you know, the other side of, of that that piece of paper is is all about the uh, the keeping it real test. And it's tough for people who are entrepreneurial, who do have entrepreneurial DNA, to come up with a list because we don't want to admit that we suck at something, or let alone a whole bunch of some things. You know what I mean? So it's it's hard to come up with that list, but it's very important. It's imperative to do it because if you don't, you'll never really truly be able to be as authentic as you need to be to build those, those people to people or those P to P relationships that I've been going on about now since 2013. what 13, I think I coined that phrase, something like that. So, you know, it's really important to understand what your where, where your strengths lie, what you're good at, what you want to be known for, and then focusing on that all the time across the board everywhere.
0: Fire Nation, this is just an example of getting real with yourself. I mean, you have to be real and honest with yourself. So take the flat of yourself test. I mean, let's be honest. What are we great at? It's important to know those things. And what do we think we're good at? Because we want to excel at those things and double down on them. But we also have to know what we suck at. And that's one thing I've always admired about Chris is he's always pounding the table. Outsource, outsource, outsource the things that you're bad at which is so important and why I bring in virtual assistants who are great in the areas that I'm not so great. So I don't have to spend time in those areas and I can focus on doing what I enjoy doing, what I'm good at doing. And if you think the value bombs are stopping, you're wrong. Because as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors, Chris is going to like this place on fire. When it comes to booking client or team meetings, it shouldn't take hours to find the perfect meeting room. And with DaVinci, it won't. Their new mantra, search, book, meet. With DaVinci, it's that simple because they offer incredibly affordable meeting rooms in well-known office locations in every city. That means if you need to set up a meeting with a client face-to-face or bring your team together for a brainstorming session, all you have to do is search, book, in Meet. DaVinci has conference rooms, board rooms, training spaces, you name it. The right room you need when you need it is just a few clicks away. Say you're based in Phoenix, but you need to meet with a client in New York, skip the coffee shop meeting and get a DaVinci meeting room instead. It's fast, affordable, comes with high-speed internet and presentation tools, and it all starts at just $10 an hour. For a limited time, visit DaVinciMeet.com slash fire for 50% off your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. See DaVinciMeet.com slash fire for details. If there's one marketing strategy that's been most impactful in my business, it's hosting live webinars. If you're looking for a better way to reach your audience, then hosting webinars is a great option. People aren't just going to stumble upon your website and then immediately make a purchase. I've found webinars to be one of the most effective ways to connect with your audience and potential customers, and provide a ton of value in the process. Webinars are kind of like podcasts, except they're visual and interactive, so you can have a two-way conversation with your audience. Plus you don't have to pay someone else to create a webinar for you. You can create your own. Start hosting your webinars today with GoToWebinar. GoToWebinar is the most trusted webinar platform and they can prove it because they've helped businesses like yours host over 2.3 million webinars. GoToWebinar has the reliability and the features that you need to deliver webinars your audience will love. For more information, visit GoToWebinar.com slash fire. That's GoToWebinar.com slash fire. Chris, we're back. And something that I've always personally admired from you, first from afar and now you know from up close, is you just are always you and you you being you and I have a very similar personality you know we love to be out there I mean we are butterflies so we're the life of the party at a lot of places we're bopping around we're talking we're joking we're laughing we're having a great time we're dancing Chris is a great singer I can prove it I have video footage from the podcast paradise <laughs> cruise where he just rocked the mic at our nightly karaoke sessions but not everybody wants to be out there when it comes to personal branding. So, what about those who don't want to be out there? Like, what can they do to still build a personal brand?
1: Oh man, so so much. You know, you you don't you don't have to be a, a you know, an incredible extrovert like you and I to be able to build, you know, a profitable personal brand business. Um, the you know, fact is though, let's, you know, keeping it real. Cause that's what we do here on entrepreneur is on fire. <laughs> um, <clears throat> keeping it real. If you are incredibly introverted, like you don't go to conferences, you wouldn't, you know, be interviewed on a podcast. You don't want to be center a sage. If that's you, then this business model probably isn't for you. Just keeping it very, very, very real. You have to experience and expect that you will have to be in the middle of your business in some way, shape, or form. It's called youpreneur, right? The business of you. So if if that is you, if you are kind of super introverted, this is not your business model. You go, you go another way. Um, <clears throat> but you don't have to be, you know, crazy extroverted either. Um, and you know. There are a lot of you know authors um, that would never dream of stepping up on stage, but they have no problems talking about their craft and helping people and coaching them and coming up with online courses. You know there are, um, you know I, I know a lot of a lot of coaches that don't necessarily, uh, you know, foresee themselves, you know, becoming you know uh, a super well known or sexy podcaster. They don't maybe <laughs> like the sound of their own voice. <laughs> They don't, they don't like the sound of their own voice, but they love, they love to, you know, help people out via their blog or, you know, uh, via, you know, some kind of additional training or something. So there's, there's a lot of different ways. I mean, the Youpreneur ecosystem that we talk about, um, later on in the book, in the monetization section of the book, which I'm going to guess is probably your favorite part, John. Um, It's my favorite part for sure. Uh, (laughs) The Upana ecosystem, you know, there's a number of, and and actually the example that I show in the book in, you know, graphic form is my ecosystem. It's my personal business model. That's how I make money as an expert in my niche. And so, you know, there's so many different ways to be able to do it. You can blank some of them out, never touch them and still make lots and lots and lots of money.
0: So lifestyle independence and financial independence usually come hand in hand. I mean, the reality Mm -hmm. is, You really can't have lifestyle independence if you don't have the financial independence. That's a very important factor, you know, building that multi-six or even into the seven-figure business. I mean, I know that's what a lot of us work towards because when we get there, then we can start really owning our life and owning our calendars and saying yes to only things that we're fired up about. So how do we do that and, you know, really kind of create that kind of location, lifestyle, and financial independence you know, without working 24-7 and just completely burning out?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, and not everybody's going to want to live in, you know, Puerto Rico or the <laughs> Philippines. I mean, <laughs> you know, some some people are just going to be very, very happy to stay where they are but have that independence, right? Um, and, and obviously it becomes – a little harder as well, particularly if, you know, there are children involved. I mean, as you know, I'm a I'm a father of four, yeah, two, two of them crazy. relatively grown up, two of them not so grown up. And we're we're making the move, you know, back in the in the summer, we're making the move back to the UK from the Philippines. And let me tell you, it ain't easy. Ain't easy. Even with the you know, the lifestyle and the financial independence that I've got it ain't easy moving all the way over to the other side of the world again, you know, and we're, we're actually not bringing that much furniture. <laughs> just want to <laughs> clarify, It's not like there's huge amounts of moving trucks moving up. It's just logistics. So it becomes a little hard, but I mean, you don't need to worry about that. If, if you're just happy being where you are, um, and, and you just want that independence. I mean, like, I can't remember who said this, uh, who said this quote, but somebody said it, and I love it. I use it all the time when I'm coaching my clients, when they're upset, they're unhappy, they're, they're feeling unstuck in regards to sort of where they're at. And I said, look, if you're not happy, move. You're not a tree. <laughs> and I love that quote. You do because love it. We cannot root ourselves, and we can move into... Uh, And by the way, uprooting, moving, it doesn't mean moving house or moving location. It it means moving in any aspect of your life, right? So if you're not happy doing what you're doing, move, do something else. Right. If you're not happy with, you know, the niche that you're in and you feel like you can serve people in a different way and at a more high level, then move. Uh, You know, myself is a perfect example of that. For the longest time, I was known as, you know, the V.A. guy, the outsourcing guy. I'm still known as that guy. I still get a ton of business every year in my outsourcing businesses. But I wasn't happy talking about VAs anymore. I, I probably did well over 300 interviews. I wrote a best-selling book on the subject. I spoke all over the world on the subject of virtual freedom. And I was utterly bored to the face by the time <laughs> the end of 2014 came my way. And I knew the pivot into Youpreneur was imminent. Since then, I can say after almost 15 years as an entrepreneur and several businesses Um, you know, started, uh, sold, acquired over the years, I am happier today doing what I do than I ever have been as an entrepreneur. So lifestyle for me is very, very, very important. And in terms of that freedom, it comes down to one thing and one thing only. And that is honestly, truly knowing who you want to work with. And then when you find those people, when you find your tribe shutting the hell up, and listening to them because your tribe will tell you what your business will become in the future. And if you listen to them and you provide solutions to their problems, just like any good entrepreneur will do, if you do it well enough, you get to put a price tag on that solution and everybody's happy.
0: So Chris, we talked about this a little bit at the beginning of our chat. You are known for holding incredible business events. And let me just be honest with you. I mean, I can speak firsthand now, having been a speaker at two Tropical Think Tanks and one Youpreneur Summit, I'm going to go out there and just say it, and it's true. Like You have ruined most events for me because I, I go there as speakers at other events, and I'm like, they don't know how to treat speakers. They don't know how to treat attendees. They don't know how to do anything, and the problem is I'm comparing them to you, and I'm not just doing that because Like I love you, and you're one of my best friends, both of which are true. But because it's just a a flat out reality, and I'm not the only person saying this. I mean, I brought my best friend from college. I'm his best man at his upcoming wedding here in June, and he's been to a ton of events. And he's like, "Dude, this is next level stuff." And it's just (laughs) it says something when you know you do something at such a high level. And Fire Nation, I really hope that you you know, can look back at something that you do in the future, or maybe you already have, that you can just say, you know what, I'm doing this at such a high level because it's so important. But Chris, you've obviously recognized through these incredible events that you've thrown that in-person is so key for so many reasons. But why? Why are in-person experiences so important as the world becomes just more digital and more virtual?
1: That's it. You just answered your own question. Plain and simple. <laughs> we, we are <laughs> we're more connected than ever before Yet we're more disconnected than we ever have been as well. I mean that's some deep stuff, that right was there. Deep, but I let, just but, <laughs> goosebumps. But let it, <laughs> but let it, let it, let it actually set in. It's one hundred percent true. We're on our devices all the time, all day. But how many times each day do you have a genuine, real? discussion with somebody that you truly love and appreciate Mm. it doesn't happen and i i'm blessed to have a lot of very very close friends as i know you are yeah and um i don't have those those conversations as much as i would like to and so one of the reasons why number one i even hold live events period regardless of how bloody fantastic they are but i mean like (laughs) putting all that to one putting all that to one side Regardless, um one of the reasons why I hold live events is to fill that gap. I believe there is a gap there's a gap, uh, and i want I want my tribe. I want my kind of people to have the opportunity to meet face to face. You know I, I always talk about building relationships with handshakes and hugs and high fives. That's what I'm all about. and uh, <clears throat> it's it's important. I feel it's really important to be in person as much as you possibly can. In business, you know, this is my my old school brick and mortar side of of my entrepreneur world. Um, see, I'm 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 not traditionally an online business owner. I'm not. Uh, I've been obviously building online businesses now for eight years. But I was building offline businesses for almost eight years before then. So I'm an old school guy. You know, I'm 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 the guy that wants to close sales over a dinner table. Uh, <laughs> good gosh. I mean, I, I was known for it in in the infomercial business when I was in that in that world for a few years. Um, you know, I, I was doing business with guys like Kevin Harrington before yeah. Shark Tank was even an idea, right? So, you know, I got way back. This is why I have no hair. I'm clearly bloody old, <laughs> right? But, but I'm a big believer that you you, you, know, you, sh- you you should look to try and get to live events, to spend time with each other, to get to know each other better, to build newer relationships, and to take ones that are already in place up to the next level, regardless of what that level be uh, you know is. Um, and the reason why I put such a massive focus on providing such an incredible experience at my live events is because I, too, have been... To a load of events as an attendee and as a speaker. And let's not beat around the bush. The large majority of them are mediocre. They're mediocre. They're filling the gap because there is that gap there to bring people together. And kudos to the organizers for that and having that that inclination to want to do that. But why are you why are you falling short? Why are you going 50-60%? Why aren't you going 100% in on it? I don't understand it. I just don't get it. Plain and simple. Why put on an event and then just go in at 50%, 60%? So that's that's why me and my team, and I have an actual dedicated event team now of three people that are on staff all year round just for literally a handful of days every year in terms of live events. And that's me going in at 100%. And it's every tiny little detail from the lighting on the stage to making sure that things are filmed at the right angles to making sure that the you know the attendee swag bags are full of really good <laughs> cool best. stuff like little little toy london buses and <laughs> chocolate advent calendars and all this kind of stuff right come on i mean this is this is what creates the experience and uh you know i will never i will never ever Put on a live event in any way, shape or form of any size anywhere on the planet, and not go in at a hundred percent. I just won't do it. it's 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 my happy place. i'm 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 more happier on stage hosting an event than I am doing anything else.
0: Well, Chris, we've been talking now for thirty minutes, which is hard to believe on one hand, but on the other hand, You know, when you're talking to a great friend about great topics and having great fun, I mean, time literally does fly. So what I would love you to do as we close down your fifth appearance here on EO Fire, and I can't wait for number six already. I'm fired up for it. But take the stage, let us know why the rise of the Youpreneur is for us. It's available Why do we need to read it and give a final call to action for Fire Nation?
1: Well, I think you need to read it because, you know, this world is very, very uncertain. Um, You know, there's a lot of parts of our lives that we have very, very little, if no control over in any way, shape or form, you know, referendums, politics, you know, we won't go down that rabbit hole, (laughs) uh, you know, and and, you know. It's just everything, just circumstances just change all the time, and we have very little control over it. The fact is that we spend over half of our waking hours in our life working, whether we're working for somebody else or whether we're working for ourselves. That's a lot of time when we're awake actually working. Number one, you should be happy in that time. You should not be unhappy for half of your waking hours in, in life. It just shouldn't be that way. So, you know, you couple that together with the fact that these changes, um, if you can minimize the changes that you can't control and really maximize and zoom in on certain things that you can control, that ultimately turns you into a future-proof entrepreneur. And, you know, the subtitle of Rise of the Entrepreneur is the definitive guide to becoming the go-to leader in your industry and building a future-proof business. And I believe that when you are at the center of your business and you build the business of you, it's 100% original, it's 100% uncopyable, and it's 100% future-proof. And uh, when, when you sit down and you actually think about that just for longer than five seconds, that's a very, very powerful situation to be in as a business owner.
0: Second time you've given me goosebumps and Fire Nation, you're the average <laughs> of the five people you spend the most time with, you know that. You've been hanging out with CD and JLD today, so keep up the heat, take a call to action today, find Rise of the Youpreneur wherever you buy your books, make it happen, take the flatter test, take the let's get real test, take the test, follow the process, make it happen. And of course, Chris, thank you for sharing your brilliance with Fire Nation today. For that, brother, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, brother. Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with Chris today. And it's time to accomplish your number one goal and do it in 100 days and do it with thefreedomjournal.com. I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. If there's one marketing strategy that has been most impactful in my business, it's hosting live webinars. And you can start hosting your own webinars today with GoToWebinar. GoToWebinar has the reliability and the features you need to deliver webinars your audience will love. For more information, visit GoToWebinar.com fire. That's GoToWebinar.com fire.